welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Don't remind me it's 2020. I'm a fully aware it's 2020. I've spent this entire semester in my parents' basement taking classes at Zoom University. So I am fully aware of what year this is and how pointless this season is. But if we're going to play a game, I'm going to critique it like a normal game. We played a pathetic game, and Michael Preston, the whatever, he runs Coog Center. I love Coog Center. They're great. But Michael Preston sent out a tweet that was really frustrating and annoying, and I'm going to read you the tweet from his Twitter account that bothered me so much. So are you ready? Here's the tweet. Honest to God, if the words embarrassing, terrible, or pathetic are flowing out of your keyboard after the wa that Wazoo game in season, strap yourself to a rocket and set the coordinates for the sun. Guess what, dude? That was a bad game. Bad, bad game. I don't care who we're playing. If you have a 21-point lead heading into halftime, you expect to win, not lose by 17, which we did. 45-28. That's a bad game, and it raises a lot of red flags. It means Utah scored 38 unanswered points in the second half. And I guess maybe it's just me? I find that bothersome. I have higher expectations with the 21-point lead. My personal opinion, if we had won, people would have said, no, that's a great quality win to end the season. Way to wrap it up. Jane Delora played great. Fantastic. That's what you want to do. Raise expectations heading into next season. Go out and win. Guess what? We didn't do that. And yes, I'm the first one to say this season is a glorified bunch of scrimmages. But you know what? We played a game. We got to the game. We had the exact number of players we needed. 53 scholarship players. We were down 34 due to COVID or other reasons. Guess what? If you're playing the game, expect to be critiqued for the game. This was a bad game. The first half. Fantastic. Amazing. Jane Delora. Throwing dimes, tearing up the field. And I feel bad because in this game, Max Borgie came back, had 100 plus total yards, moved into fifth place all time for the touchdown list at WSU. Jameer Calvin played really well, almost had 100 yards. Jalen Watson established himself as a true number one quarterback and potential NFL draft pick. But in 2020, you play a game, you get critiqued. And you know what? This was a bad season. I'm happy that we opted out of a bowl game, which means the players can get home after and see their family, because in 2020, going months without seeing your family, that can be pretty hard. And I really appreciate the players and staff who played this season, because it provided a nice distraction for my semester in my parents' basement. It's a really nice basement, but it wasn't ideal. Obviously, nothing in 2020 is ideal. We had some injuries. Dallas Hobbs, friend of the show, and Daniel Isom left the game. I don't know the extent of Daniel Isom's, but Dallas tweeted out, we'll be back stronger than ever, so that is great news. Dallas, thank you. Hopefully you come back, and you're, well, I mean, Come back and you're better than ever. You recover quickly. But look, if you're playing this game, and I know I'm harping on it, expect critique. You can't be a WSU media member like you claim you are and just be blinded by crimson and gray goggles. I go to the school right now. I'm currently a student. I have the most invested of being a homer. I am a homer. And yet, you take yourself out and you look at the game from how it actually was. Our quarterback played horrible. And you know what? Jaden Delora played fantastic against OSU. Played okay. Nothing to complain about against Oregon. Oregon's a very good team. Obviously, they won the Pac-12 championship. Slayed asterisk by it, but that's okay. Played abysmal against USC, but that was, you know, 38 days between games or something crazy like that. But then today, it was just... He's too inconsistent, and I don't think he did enough to secure the job heading into next season. I think the quarterback position is truly a battle for next season. It's not a lock. Jane Delore is not a guaranteed starter. Even Cameron Cooper, when he subbed in for a drive or two today, did not look amazing. He was 3-for-7. Gunnar Cruz looked pretty good in mop-up duty, but then again, that's just garbage time against USC. And we're bringing in a big stud quarterback, Xavier Ward, who's supposedly coming, 
who is supposed to be on the podcast Tuesday, so check that out. Well, you won't hear it Tuesday, depending on how quickly I get it out. The job is not his anymore. He lost it after today. I'm sorry, I like him. I think he'll be a good quarterback, but he has to re-earn it. Cameron Cooper gets a shot. Gunnar Cruz gets a shot. A full offseason to see who truly wins the job. Because this season, this offseason was not what it was supposed to look like. Obviously, pandemics change everything. You know what? He's got to re-earn it, and I'm okay with that. But let's put this 2020 season behind us and talk about something positive. Your Lady Cougars, the women's basketball team, upset number 21 in the nation. The 21st ranked team in the nation, Oregon State. OSU had won 13 straight against us. And it was our first win against a top 25 team since the 2016-17 season. Giovanna Subasic was on the Cougars team for four, the past four years, but now was a grad transfer for this Oregon State team, and we beat her. Normally, you don't root against a former Cougar, but in this matchup, you had to. And just like the football team, it was a tale of two halves. I think I might have been the only person who watched both games at the same time. And yes, my friend Ian can vouch for that. He saw me watching at the same time over Zoom. We started off the game poorly. I was thinking, oh, dang, I got my hopes up. I thought we could win. But you know what? These Cougars put together a great half, stealing the ball, forcing turnovers. 15 turnovers they got, and they scored 21 points off of that in advantage, which gave them a 10-point lead heading into halftime, 35-25. Now, just like the Cougar football team, the third quarter was rough for us. We were outscored 18-7, ending the quarter 43-42. But unlike the football team, they kept playing and found a way to win. Even though the reigning Pac-12 player of the week called it, Charlize Ledger-Walker, didn't play the same amazing basketball. She played well. Nothing fantastic. She played lockdown defense and worked on finding other players who were open. If she couldn't score, she would find other people who could score. Johanna Tudor shot 4 of 4 on 3 points attempts and was our leading scorer with 20 points. Bella Marcatete, Charlize, and Johanna all had double digits. Did Johanna emerge as our third scoring option behind Charlize and Bella? Who knows? But... She is looking promising in this game to emerge as our third option. This game was intense, wire to wire to the last minute. It's what you want to see for a good basketball game. It was great basketball, even better. Jessica Clark in her season debut had a massive block that allowed us to lengthen our lead against OSU. Then Ugla Mawatuga iced the game with two clutch free throws, putting us up 61-55. But like Bill Belichick says, it's on to Cincinnati. So you know what? We're playing Oregon on Monday, top 10 team. If we win this, that will be legendary. Go Cougs, remember? Test negative, stay positive. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do here? Buy him I, mean, a I get him a prostitute? What 